Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, it is our Thanksgiving episode. Question of the day. How big is the turkey you're making for Thanksgiving this year? Uh, just for my family, which is three people, 15 pounds. 15 pounds. Oh, just yeah. just the three of you guys. So you're not doing extended family or anything like that with your brothers and your sister-in-laws and friends, etc.? We are, but we found out last year that we were really hungry and sad that we didn't have turkey at home. So we're also making a turkey at home. Uh, mm. But yeah, we are having a gathering. Uh, but because it's at my brother's house, we don't have to make the turkey because, you know, I mean, who's going to bring a turkey to a yeah. you know, Event. So we are recording Friday night. I just stopped by my local grocery store, <clears throat> aka Fred Meyer. But <laughs> I don't know why I just said local grocery store. But <laughs> <laughs> and I saw 14, 13 pound turkeys. But don't forget, this is like the week before Thanksgiving. Like mm -hmm. when we get into the week of Thanksgiving, you're not going to see anything under 16 pounds. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And um, I, I tend to buy them the weekend before Thanksgiving because I buy fresh turkey. So I don't want them sitting around. I definitely don't want to freeze them. Um, it yes, just makes absolutely. it easier for me to brine than to defrost a turkey. Yeah. But I'll usually buy like a 16 pounder, sometimes mm -hmm. a 17, depending. Mm -hmm. And um, I just looked at my fridge. My fridge is packed full of food. So I don't know what to do <laughs> if I should get a turkey this year or not, because I don't know where to put it. It's <laughs> just... I'm just going to tell you right now. Do you brine turkeys? I don't brine turkeys. Okay. No, I usually. That's my pro tip. I've done it one year mm -hmm. and it's just too much work for me, I think, in my opinion. So totally. I, I just, I just roast it instead and just, it, it tastes just as good. I save, um, oh, I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> but <laughs> one of the ways that I save space in my fridge is that I brine the turkey in a cooler because we have a lot of coolers at our house because we throw parties all the time. And so that keeps it out of the fridge. And so I just make yeah. sure to bleach the cooler, get ice, and then that's where it brines for a couple days. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, welcome to our show. Like I mentioned, this is our Thanksgiving episode for the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Monica, we have three recaps and then we have a Thanksgiving special for all you listeners. <laughs> this is this is an interesting one. It's not like our Thanksgiving show like we did last year. <laughs> we're doing we're doing some interesting things. Let's just get right into our recaps. And Monica, I'm, I'll start it off. There's a new natural wine bar up in Capitol Hill on East Pike Street. Man, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> so. uh, I love that place. <laughs> <laughs> I apparently love that place as well. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we're talking about La Dive. It's not La Dive. Okay. It's called La Dive. And it's just opened and co-owner Kate Opatz, who happens to be the co-owners of Montana and Nacho Baracho, are serving up frozen wine-based cocktails like the Frole, which includes Beaujolais, Raspberry, and Campari. And we also had the Francier, which was a Sancier, St. George, green chili liqueur, and lime. And it came with a pepper, <laughs> sliced pepper. Monica, okay, I'm going to go on a tangent here. Am I the only one that when I say La Dive, I'm thinking of La Bouche by B My... LaBouche's song "Be My Lover." It's just like, you. La da -da 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 -da. It's right? just you. La -da 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 -da. Just me. Just be you. my lover, but would you be my lover? <laughs> La -da 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 -da. No, no. Is anyone? Anyone? I'm looking around. 
I don't know. I'm the only one in this room. Okay. Lady, <laughs> yeah, no? You're the only one. Anyone? Anyone? Okay. Anyone? Bueller? No. Anyone? Bueller? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Why am I? Why do I have these weird thoughts in my head? Okay. <laughs> so let's back to Lativ. Man, like I mentioned, these frozen wine-based cocktails are amazing. How good oh. are they, Monica? They're so good, you guys. I was hump day drunk. <laughs> hump day drunk. <laughs> Literally hump day drunk. And I tell you what, uh, it was so delicious. And usually I don't even like rosé, you guys. Really, like rosé is so far down in the bottom of my list. But it was so drinkable. And so like Nelson's saying, it's as close to natural wine as you can get. Loved it. Um, lost count of how many drinks we were downing. But that's okay because it was totally fun. Oh, we also did some shambongs. No, not we, me specifically <laughs> did a couple of shambongs. I've never heard of what shambongs are, but they were amazing. <laughs> Anything with the word bong in it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but Monica, let's talk about the food there because the food was also really good too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we had the toast, the sardine with Agenay and pickled fennel. We had the kielbasa toast from Olympic Provisions, cucumber, horseradish, and mustard. The toast is made on Macrina bread. And we also had some dumplings and roasted cauliflower. Those were some definitely delicious bites. Definitely not just regular bar food. This is, this is bar food enhanced to a hundred level. No, I agree. It's elevated bar food and it tasted good. And again, because I was hump day drunk, um, I kind of spilled it all over myself and the bed. <laughs> But I still yes. ate it. But I still ate yes. it, you guys. <laughs> and Nelson, you're not talking about the bathroom. The bathroom was so fantastic. <laughs> yes, the lighted, the pink lighted bathroom, or the red lighted bathroom. I don't know what it, what it was. I was you, you, and our friend Mr. Frankstagram is like, you guys got to check out the bathroom. The bathroom is amazing. I don't. You're in the bathroom. Like, what are you time. talking about? What is going on? You went once, and like each of us, well, Frank went like twelve times, but I went like four <laughs> times. Just it's like infinity mirrors. Have you ever seen that exhibit? It's yes, like infinity yes. mirrors all over the bathroom, and the red light, and it's just I don't know. It was taking everybody a long time because everybody's taking selfies in there. Yeah. Well. Be my lover, won't you be my lover? Sorry, <laughs> Ladiv opening. It is it is now open out on East Pike Street. Took over the old Other Coast Cafe out there. You guys got to check it out. It is a fun bar. I mean, this was probably our most funnest recap segment that we've done. So you can tell how fun we had. So it's a great place. Great place. All right, Monica, what, give us another recap. We're going to go from like nice Ladiv fun wine bar to a very chic chic event space tell us Ooh, chic um before we get into it though nelson i want to i want to call you on this because you always call me on it when i was talking about the brian thing at the end your your yeah. response was just like yeah okay i'm just like i know what he's saying he's just like cool story bro yeah cool story bro <laughs> cool story cool story sis i love that <laughs> Okay, you guys, uh, the gold dust room, it sounds fancy because it is fancy. They, it, this is an exclusive private event space that's located above the butcher's table in Salt Lake Union. So Nelson, you and I had a chance to attend their launch party to see the space, eat some food and enjoy a few drinks. The space is really gorgeous. And when we're looking at it, I'm just like, it really looks like it holds more than 100 people to me. It's a very big, it's very large. Yes, it is. Right. Because like one room is like a standard sort of empty room with some tables and things, but the other room is, is like a really classy lounge, a really nice, um, 
furniture, lots of different kinds of furniture. So like, I, I don't like when I go to places and like they all have the same furniture. Like this place had a variety of different couch seating options and armchairs, just really stylish. And then they even had a pool table. So that was pretty amazing. Let's see. Highlights, Nelson. First of all, I mean, we ran into friends, so that's always a big deal. But for me, it was the Mishima Reserve Steaks, Beecher's Flagship and Marco Polo and Crab Claws. And you know what? I didn't feel bad just eating all the Crab Claws because they were right there for me to eat. You know, I mean, what did you like, Nelson? Well, the three different types of Mishima Reserve Steaks that Mm -hmm. they have, the Tomahawk, the Five Star New York and an Ultra New York. Mm. I don't know what I don't know what Five Star New York and Ultra New York is, but they taste a lot different, but they and they taste fantastic. Oh, mm-hmm. and the tomahawk. I think all of us between you, I, and our other foodie friends, LV.Eats and Seattle Bites, I think what we each went back five times for the beef. Well, in fairness, I think I lost count. I lost count. I mean, in fairness, they were giving us like one inch pieces. So, you know, I mean, they weren't like cutting off slabs for us to eat. So we had to go back a couple. I mean, all in all, I mean, really, we only ate like two ounces of meat. <laughs> we should have just asked for the whole tomahawk. I bet you they would have given it to us if they did. We're sitting down in this classy place holding this huge bone gnawing on it. <laughs> like Freddie Flintstone style. <laughs> Don't slice me a slice of that tomahawk. Just give me the whole thing right there. Yeah. You're, you're, there's already one. There's already one that hasn't been cut there. Just give me that one. Right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! If you're late to the party booking a venue because it is holiday season, be sure to check out the Gold Dust Room. So we had a, just a preview the day before they open. So they're open for business now, and it is fancy. And by the way, they also have fantastic bathrooms. Wouldn't you agree, Nelson? <laughs> Oh, the bathrooms are very, very nice. Yes, those are very cheap. <laughs> I'm sorry. These are like important things like having a nice bathroom and they just do. Really striking. You're not saving any of this content for our bathroom special later on. Right now. <laughs> All right, Nelson. What else did we do this week? All right. One of your son's favorite pizza spots. We mm-hmm. got the chance to attend Tutabella's South Lake Union location. And we have to try out their exclusive happy hour and drinks as well as some of their house pizzas, Monica. If you don't know, Tutabella is the Pacific Northwest's first certified Neapolitan pizzeria. And they follow very strict guidelines to maintain their pizza production to make sure that they're making Neapolitan pizzas correctly. Some of the highlights of our happy hour menu, Monica, include the garlic knots that we both loved. Actually, everyone at the table loved at that at this event. The marinated beets, the meatball duo, the margarita pizza and bruschetta, and Monica. Everything that I just named off from that happy hour is all $5. So each item is $5 from there. And I'm not kidding you. The bruschetta, what they give you, or how you pronounce it, Monica, the bruschetta. Bruschetta. (laughs) Bruschetta. Bruschetta. (laughs) How many pieces of toast were there? I think there was like seven toasts. It was like seven or eight. It's like a loaf. Yeah. It was like a loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. I wasn't kidding you. I thought it was just, that was how they made it for the event. But I saw someone order it at the counter, and it's actually this a regular size seven loaves for just one order. For seven $5. loaves, <laughs> seven slices. Seven you guys. slices. I meant seven, seven slices. <laughs> I was just like seven loaves. Holy crap! Seven slices. I apologize, but that's that's a that's a very large portion. 
that is a large portion for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's been a great week for me. I, I had some nice wine there as well. And agree with you about the garlic knots. Uh, Nelson and I were sitting at the end of the table and we're kind of looking around and every couple of minutes just like, you gonna eat that garlic knot? You should pass it on down here. So I think you and I ate the most of those knots. <laughs> they were yeah, they good. were really good. They're very good. It was a fun time. Definitely a fun mm -hmm. time. I haven't been to Tutabella in quite some time. And there's one in Issaquah, so I feel really bad. But mm -hmm. wow, it's it's it makes me want to go back to Issaquah and just really try it out. Monica, I had no idea. There are currently five Tutabella locations. Mm -hmm. And there's also a new counter service grocerant spot at the new QFC in the Kirkland Urban. Oh, wow. We just talked about the Kirkland Urban mm -hmm. last episode because there's going to be a soy opening up in 2020. Mm -hmm. And they already have the grocerant for Tutabella at QFC. Wow. It's I feel like we should do a special on Kirkland Urban in 2020 because there's sounds like there's a lot of businesses going to be there. Yeah. We'll bring all our equipment and we'll do it at the QFC, one of the, one of the uh, tables at QFC. Yeah. <laughs> we'll record there. there. Yeah. It'll be like, it'll be like we're doing a demo. People can come and stare yeah. at us on stuff. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Deal. All right. Deal. Go for 2020. Monica, that's our recaps. That I was, that was a fun time. Next week, I don't think we have anything because of the holiday season, right? Uh, no, I don't think head? we have anything. Oh, well, we have we have one thing on Sunday, I think. Oh, one thing on Sunday. But that does that count as the start of the week? I, don't, I never know what the start of the week starts as. Is it <laughs> Sunday or Monday? I always think it's Monday, but some people start on Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's get on to our special for Thanksgiving. Monica, shall we? Yeah, we should. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, for this episode, we decided, you know, last year we talked about like our favorite turkey, how to do certain things. We're going to do some recipes at the end, but we thought it would be fun to do something we're thankful for, as well as turkeys of the year. And we'll talk about the turkeys of the year after we do what we're thankful for. Okay. <laughs> so Monica, how about I start it off? Go ahead. Okay. Your list and my list way different. Apparently we did not get the memo on the same message. So that's okay. It's okay. Mine's more food centric. I'll start it off. The first thing I'm very thankful for is there, there are more East side restaurants and bubble tea shops now available. I'm not even going to flashback so far back, probably maybe like three years ago, Monica, there wasn't even like a bubble tea shop around in the Bellevue area. I know. So now they're like 200. Now... They're like 200. <laughs> But they're good bubble tea shops, right? Not I'm all of them. About, not all of them. Not all of them. But I'm talking about like Happy Lemon, mm -hmm. Drive Through Boba, mm -hmm. Share Tea. I remember even just last year, the only time I can go to Share Tea is I had to go to my friend's place out on the Renton Landing to check out mm -hmm. Share Tea. But now that. there's a Share Tea in South Center, U, U District, mm -hmm. by Seattle University. There's one in Issaquah. There's mm -hmm. several in Bellevue. So I can just go and grab like a kiwi with IU jelly green tea so mm -hmm. or a Hawaiian green tea. Or I can just go to drive through Boba anytime I want to because it's in Bellevue. Finally, you have to go to somewhere in Bellevue to get something that you need. So I'm very thankful for that. And the yeah. east side restaurants, things are popping up. There's a Shake Shack in Kirkland. Hello. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I just great. went to I just went to Isarn, also in Kirkland. Mm -hmm. There's some great hot pot spots, Dollar Shop in Bellevue. I mean, mm. we're having this it's not a revolution, but this just just expansion of Bellevue restaurants and East Side restaurants just coming up. Just some good food that's out there. So I'm very thankful for that. 
No, I agree. I'm not that thankful because that means I have to come over there now. So there are some places in Bellevue that I like that aren't in Seattle. So, you know, like Dollar Shop, I came out there a couple of weeks ago, uh, drive through Boba, but at least now they're canned. So now that they're canned, maybe someday I'll get some. But uh, yeah. anyhow, so that's a lot to be grateful for, Nelson. Okay, Monica, what's your first thankful, thankful moment? Give it to us. Okay. Our lists are different because... <laughs> We were talking about what we're thankful for. We didn't say we weren't specific. So I think that's totally okay because I think you guys will get this. Um, so uh, the first thing I'm grateful for is Ohana. And Ohana in Hawaiian means family. So I'm grateful for my family. And that's not just my, my blood family. It's the foodie fam and the rest of my fam that couldn't care less about food. So for me, it's been a really good year. And I have to honestly say, like, none of it would have been possible without strong support from everybody I love. So I've had like a couple health scares, really high stress at work, and just really trying to keep on top of time management. And a lot of folks, many of you out there have provided a listening ear, unconditional love, and a shoulder to cry on. There's been a lot of crying, you guys. So thank you all for being there. And that includes you, Nelson. Man, Monica, comparing your list to my list it feels like i have like this black heart because i'm just talking about food <laughs> no, i'm not talking about like no. my family my life my oh, my support no. system i'm talking about bubble tea and <laughs> restaurants on the east side <laughs> no they're both really important though right it's important uh, yeah, that people know food news but it's also important like you know i feel like especially not so much you because like you have a really nice persona i have like the resting bitch face right <laughs> and then like people misunderstand like my privacy and so i feel like for me like i try to be a little bit more transparent and talk from the heart when i were doing this because it's you know i can't always get there like emotionally when i'm outside around people so i, I think you're much more approachable monica i was just talking to my friend this week and you know what the benefit of having resting bitch faces what? you don't get as many wrinkles early on in life because you don't have to you don't smile as much so that's that's a, that's a positive right that's a positive it is whenever people ask me about it i'm just like stop smiling <laughs> stop smiling just stop you, you have a wrinkle problem stop smiling <laughs> and don't go out in the sun <laughs> okay nelson what's your next thing that you're thankful for okay my next thing i'm thankful for another food thing of course this is, I love this. Over the summertime, just watching everyone in these SLU markets and the night markets over the summer, it was just incredible to see how packed these things are. I mean, it's just the rise in popularity. Mangosteen and what other, mobile burgers. And then you have so many other vendors. Like, help me out here, Monica. What, what other vendors that I'm missing out on? Oh, here? Susu, Sticky Sweets and Treats. Yeah, Sticky Sweets and, and Treats, of course. Yeah, so many. Um, Sugar Spoon, they have a Bricks location now. Um, Alaska Scallops, so many. There's so many. And it, it's just great to see that you it doesn't have to have a brick and mortar to have like a really good spot, right? Mm -hmm. just People are always excited to see these people, Sticky Sweets and Treats. It's like, oh, they're going to be at the SLU market. And it's just always so packed. That Chinatown night market was just so packed when I went. I think it's great. I think the foodies are out there, not just foodies, just people out there just out of these night markets. I don't know, Monica, you've you've been in these night markets longer than I have through the years. They're, I bet you back then they weren't as packed, right? I mean, there's probably like Bite of Seattle was just the most packed vendor, street vendor event. But now that you have these like night markets that are even, that are crowded. And even those Wednesday day markets, those afternoon markets that they put out too as well. Um, those are really busy too. 
They were packed. The difference is now there are more of them. So the production of them has changed a lot. Instead of being centralized with like one production company, it's multiple. And the partnerships are really what makes it. And so I think that um, the companies have really made a difference in terms of making street food more accessible to more people. Yeah, I just think it's really great to see that they sell out. <laughs> that these, mm -hmm. these people are like, oh yeah, we ran out. Mike Shave Ice, I forgot about that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's just so many vendors that we, I mean, it's just good to see. So mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that people are recognizing that and just not going to restaurants. They're actually just going out for, for these markets. For sure. Okay, Agree. Monica, give us another non-food thankfulness. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to share in this story. Uh, my second one is financial security. And I know that sounds weird, but um, short story is last week, there'd been a number of unauthorized charges to my debit card, my credit card. And I didn't even know about it. I mean, it had been going on for like a month. And the only reason I found out is because I saw this Amazon charge. I was like, hi, I haven't bought anything from Amazon in a couple of weeks. Like what's going on? And, and so this is hundreds of dollars. But the thing is, why this means something to me is that... This happened to me when, you know, years ago when I was poor and when it happened, it was so devastating. Like I couldn't, I couldn't manage it. Like I didn't have any money and I had to wait like weeks and weeks for, for the companies to reimburse me. Um, so it's just like that little thing of like having money and not worry about money. Um, it's, I'm just really grateful to have a decent job and the ability to plan financially to provide a stable home for my kid. Um, so Yeah. And to be able to spend money on food, of course. Yes. Um, look, there's no getting behind it. Monica and I are, are a little bit on the more mature side, so it's we're very <laughs> grateful to <laughs> very grateful to be financially secure for both of us. So um yeah, I mean it's it's very nice to have that. And mm -hmm. look, we've worked really hard and um this is we're reaping the benefits now after so many years of being thirty so many times. So um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's very good to be very secure yeah so nelson what's your what's your next one now the next one uh this is i apologize monica because this is a little bit counterintuitive to what you just said about financial security so <laughs> okay. so for all you young listeners who are currently in college or just got out of college or several years after that and monica like let's be honest the the foodies right now are usually in their mid-20s so may not potentially be financially secure. Mm -hmm. I am very thankful that there are more food options that are reasonably priced. Look, I'm, I'm so happy that I live in Seattle and I can go and get a nice meal and not just happy hour, but just go out to dinner and spend maybe 20 to $25 or even less than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. For sure. When I no long, when I go out, I remember back in the day, I usually had to spend about 40 to $50 a person for a meal. That was usually the norm for a nice dinner to go out with friends. And when we're splitting the check, it's about like 45 to $50 of what we ate. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm most of the time, I'm not even full, but I mean, now they have so many options in Seattle. Now hot pot costs probably maybe $30 or, or even less than that. Or mm -hmm. you can just go and grab pasta at night and it's only about $15 for a bowl of pasta and maybe some dessert. Or we can go to Snowy Village, share something for $12 for four people. So, I mean, I, I'm just very thankful that there are a lot of places in Seattle that are reasonably priced mm -hmm. to go out for a night with friends or date night or just whatever it is, just to go out and eat. So that's what I'm thankful for. 
totally and you know it's funny because unless you travel around like i always forget that seattle is an expensive food city i mean even just going to portland a couple months ago i'm just like why is everything so cheap over here (laughs) so yeah no totally agree with you that we can try more food and and explore more with a lower cost so awesome okay all right monica finish off with our thankful list what's your last one my last one is that i'm thankful to be able to live my best life So I'm not going to say it hasn't been hard work, but I'm really grateful for opportunities that have come my way and that people who follow along daily and make connections. It's really, really humbling to be able to experience food, travel and events because of the graciousness of others. I mean, even on a bad day, I mean, I'm totally living it up and not everybody has the opportunity to do that. And so I'm really lucky to have food, shelter, a way to pay my bills, good health, family and so much more. So I am loving life, you guys. Nice. That's a good one. That's a great one to end on. That's perfect, Monica. <laughs> Again, you with the solid heart and me with my black soul of just food. Everybody knows it's opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to look at each other next time and see who has more wrinkles because <laughs> the person who smiles more definitely has the most wrinkles, right? So we'll take a look. Yes. We'll take a look. <laughs> yes. We'll come. Well, you know, next time we're all together, we'll have our, we'll, impartially have our, have our foodie fam count our wrinkles for us that's right perfect perfect okay so from what we're thankful for to i created the segment called turkeys of the year and these are our pet peeves people we didn't like in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> not not people that we didn't like but like things people that have done bad things that we want to call them out for and uh we just we just we just needed we just needed a forum to tell people about like shame on you for doing this and this is our turkeys of the year monica i stole this from a sports show i thought it was a great idea unfortunately sports shows can like criticize people a lot harder than we can so we're, we're trying to walk a thin line here we're not going to call anybody out specifically but we'll call some companies out right we can do that but yeah we can do that but we can do i'll start it off i'll start it off my first turkey of the year is popeyes popeyes you're one of my favorite fried chicken spots i love eating your fried chicken but shame on you popeyes for depriving all of us for almost two months of not having fried chicken sandwiches and you don't even put a sign up. You just put a piece of paper that someone wrote, <laughs> one of your employees wrote on the drive through window saying, we don't have chicken sandwiches. And that thing stayed up there for like months. Shame on you. And the worst part is because you didn't have any fried chicken sandwiches, you forced other people to go to Chick-fil-A. Ain't nobody got time for that, people. <laughs> Popeyes. That's my first turkey of the year. Wow, you got all jacked up. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Fair, fair. Uh, So Nelson, when you were introing this and you're just like, we're going to name all these people we don't like. I'm just like, holy crap, Nelson. My list is so long. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) We're just opening up Pandora's box tonight. I know we are. It's bad. People are going to hate us now. That's okay. okay. that's funny that you say that because my first one, and it's funny because I didn't even like take any notes about this, but like my first one is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually not going to go into the reasons why I don't like Chick-fil-A. Only I'll tell you guys, literally, there is one near my house, like 13 blocks from my house, and I have never been to it. And it's one of the newest ones. And so um, I'll just leave it at that. Chick-fil-A is number one on my list. I know what your number one reason why is for not liking Chick-fil-A. <laughs> 
Okay, fine. What? <laughs> it's the controversy. It's, it's the biggest controversy of Chick Fil A. They're not open on Sundays, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> right? What kind of place doesn't serve fried chicken on Sunday? It's called right. Sunday fried chicken dinner. Sunday fried chicken. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you ridiculous. <laughs> okay, Nelson. Next one. All right, my second turkey of the year. Oh, I just went to a bubble tea shop recently and I just thought about this and oh, it just pains me because I paid $5.50 for this drink. And to all you bubble tea shops that are still using powder in your drinks, shame on you. It's 2019. It is not 2015 where people can get away with using powder in their bubble tea and their milk teas. You should not be using a powder. We have all these awesome bubble tea shops like Young Tea and like I mentioned, Drive Through Boba and Happy Lemon. And they're all using their own teas. And we love Caroline from Young Tea Seattle and she imports all of her teas from Taiwan. That should be the benchmark. And I don't know, I, I'm just so mad that people are still using powders. I will not name the place I went to. If you wanna check my Yelp check-ins, you can check it out, but I'm not saying it. Man, I was so mad I paid $5.50 for that melon bubble tea. It was just not even cool. Not cool, hmm. Monica. So to our listeners, please note, <laughs> Nelson is grateful for bubble tea. And he's also <laughs> angry about bubble tea. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm, I'm putting it out right now. For probably the whole summer, I probably had one to two bubble teas a week. Sometimes yeah, even you did. three. And so a I'm week very... it was a day, bro. Come on, let's be real. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I I, I cut back a little bit for the winter time, but you know, because because you know, I'm trying to slim down for the holiday season. But <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm very particular with my bubble tea, as a lot of people are around this town. Because there's a lot of people that drink their bubble tea, and you should not be using powders i'm just i'm just saying it right now okay fair <laughs> all right guys my next turkey i'll refer to as takers takers are influencers and yelpers who are giving us all a bad name by demanding free products or services in exchange for coverage or positive yelp reviews now guys nelson won't let me swear on the air but i have a lot to say about these people <laughs> pg okay? monica it's a family show it's a family show monica this completely lacks integrity and how dare you some of these people are preying on the lack of knowledges biz businesses have about how social media and web presence works and so just to get it straight just so it's not twisted when i go out to eat i don't tell people that i have an ig account or that i'm yelp elite i pay for my stuff because that's how it works I pay for a lot of stuff and the hosted meals that I get are because someone approached me and I don't deserve anything for free because, because that's not, that's not how a business works. If they find value in what I do and they approach me, I'll help them get the word out and we can ne negotiate a fair agreement. But if it's just me saying, I want to go eat at this place, I'm not expecting a free meal. I'm actually expecting to put out real money for real food so that that business can pay for all their product and all the labor that's going on in that, in that restaurant. Yeah, I agree, Monica. And sometimes you and I, we both go out and we pay for our own meals. I sometimes feel bad because we just have our cameras out. Right. And mm -hmm. even though we're paying for the meal and people are providing us free stuff and everything, but we're not even looking for that. And mm -hmm. I don't know who they are that you're talking about, but shame on them. Shame on you. Are you kidding me right now? 
<laughs> you don't know who they're okay nelson <laughs> okay next one nelson <laughs> i have an idea but um yeah i'll leave it at that as no comment. <laughs> all right monica my last my last thing my last turkey of the year it's another company dintai fung dtf but there's a caveat to it it's the dintai fung at safeco field Shame on you, Dintai Fung at Safeco Field for charging $15 for wontons, for wontons. And you know what? It's not, you don't get 15 wontons. So it's not like a dollar per wonton. It's eight pieces. So you're <laughs> almost paying $2 per wonton. Shame on you. $10 for two pork buns? Two pork buns. $5 for pork bun? Are you kidding me? Okay, Monica, when you go out, when we go out and order fried rice, how much do we pay for fried rice? Where? I don't know. Let's say we go out to like um, A plus Hong Kong kitchen. How much are we getting? Like $10. $10. $16. $16. <laughs> at field. Are you kidding me? And you know what? It's probably a quarter of what we normally get at like A plus Hong Kong kitchen or Cow Cow or Harbor City or wherever we go eat Chinese food. Shame on you. $16. I can even go to Trader Joe's and get a bag of fried rice for like five bucks. Are you kidding me? Monica. Wow. What hey, is Nelson. this? This is, this is absolute extortion, Monica. And you know what? The Mariners aren't even good. Like, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to see Edgar Martinez or Ken Griffey Jr. or Randy Johnson. I'm I'm paying for some guy that I have no idea is on the team. I have no, I don't know. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Just, I know. I'm a Mar I used to be a Mariners fan, but this makes me so mad seeing Din Tai Fung charging all these prices. You want all these people to go and try your restaurant. Go to the Pacific Place restaurant or the one out in Bellevue Square or go to Din Tai Fung in South Center. Nobody wants to be paying $15 for eight wontons. Come on, Monica. I feel I sound like <laughs> Seinfeld. Why is there so Why? many people that are paying the wontons? <laughs> <laughs> Nelson. Okay, so I have two things. One's a comment and one's a question. So okay. the comment is the comment is I was going to try to take you to Enchant with me, but now I see that that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's number oh one. <laughs> number two, question is, when you were in elementary school, did you bring your lunch from home? Well, I, I did a little bit of both. I would usually buy hot lunch. I used to buy the hot lunch, too. My, my parents would provide me with, like, a month. Okay. You know, whatever that month allowance is that they that they charge for. Like, yeah. What is it like thirty dollars? I don't know. This is. But it was a reasonable. Is a reasonable value. Is a reasonable value. Yes, it was a reasonable value. Are you telling? Are you telling me that that my public school is trying to extort my parents from money as well? I'm pretty sure they. Is that what you're trying to tell? No. I'm saying you can always you can always bring home lunch to to T-Mobile Park. Is what I'm saying, Nelson. They allow food in. <laughs> I agree. But there are a lot of people out there that are going, oh, I'll eat this at the ballpark. Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, you know what sounds good right now? Pork buns. Mm -hmm. Pork buns are 10 bucks. Are you kidding me? I was like, you know come on. Do you know why come I'm not on, mad man. about this? Why are you, you know not I'm mad gonna... about this, Monica? Remember 10 years ago what they served at the park? Yes. Hot dogs. The food, the food options were so different. I, I'm willing to pay a little bit more to have different food options at the park. Yeah. Okay, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this. Totally. This is, no, yeah. we, and that's the beauty of our relationship. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. There's, there's no way I'm paying sixteen. I'm financially for secure. <laughs> I'm financially secure, Nelson. I'm just Sounds looking like... out for. I'm just looking out for all those millennial foodies. I mean, guys, 
Look, man, I'm just saying, wait after the game and just walk over to Dozone. I'm just telling you right now. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying right now. Whoa. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> all okay. Right. My last one. My last one I refer to as personal space bandits. These are people who have no concept of personal space, which is fine because I get that there are like close talkers and close people. Um, what I'm not totally fine with is when I ask them to take two steps back from me and they come at me with a hug. <laughs> so, so guys, if you haven't seen me out in the wild, I have personal space issues, okay? So for the record, here's how it works. Touching is a problem when I don't know you well and or don't like you. <laughs> Once I get to know you, the touching is totally fine. But if you're not sure, just ask. I'm oh. often very verbal about um, what I'm feeling and what I would like people to do. So there's really no sort of accidents. Um, and sometimes when people just like quickly come at me, they get the Heisman. So my hand pops out and uh, is right between me and the person. So they stop. <laughs> Monica, I, I have an issue with bubble space too. Like I used to have a coworker like you, I was like looking at my computer screen. I'm like, what? And I make this comment and the person would run right up to me, like next to my face in my bubble. And I was like, oh, I cannot handle that. Like, please get out of my bubble. But that being said, again, something about Seinfeld. I should send you that video of where Kesha tries to hug Seinfeld at a at like some event and Seinfeld had nothing to do with it and like literally Heisman her face. Like literally, oh, no. like, pushed, <laughs> like literally put her hand in her face and like pushed her away. Oh, I'll send gosh. you that video. It's a, okay. it's, it's amazing. You'll, you'll love it. Okay. All right, Monica, okay. that was our turkeys of the year. Woo. <laughs> AKA get off my lawn. <laughs> Just, Oh my goodness. I call it stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. Yeah. Okay. Monica, we're almost at the 40 minute mark of our episode. We still want to do because this is a Seattle foodie podcast and it's Thanksgiving. Let's talk about one recipe each. Let's share one recipe each from our favorite sides that we've liked to make. Totally. Should we do that? Okay. Yep. I'll start it off. Monica, I, like I mentioned for friends, givings and stuff like that, people always ask me to make a turkey, but sometimes I just don't have time to make a turkey. And one of the, my go-tos that I like to make is Brussels sprouts. And my Brussels sprouts recipe is very simple. And I'm going to tell you right now, everything is better with bacon. Or if you want to be a little fancier, we can do pancetta too as well. But I've been to a lot of places like PCC and Whole Foods and pancettas cost way more than bacon. So bacon is usually what I usually go with as the option. But if you can find like pancetta at Trader Joe's, you're all for it. I honestly prefer the bacon with mine. It's up to you. Cook your bacon first when you're doing this. Kind of cook it, not all the way because you don't want to crisp it all the way because you're going to have to cook it again with the Brussels sprouts. Then after you've cooked the bacon, chop the bacon in quarter inch pieces. Once the bacon is cooked, you want to bake your, bake your Brussels sprouts at 400 degrees for 20 minutes. Monica, I prefer cutting the Brussels sprouts in half because the Brussels sprouts tend to be really, really large, especially the ones you buy at Costco. Once you bake it for 20 minutes, take your Brussels sprouts out. I drizzle it with balsamic vinegar and olive oil. Add the bacon in and cook it for another additional 10 to 15 minutes, baking it in the oven. And once you're done, drizzle some more balsamic and olive oil and you're done. That's it. I mean, hmm. total time probably takes less than 30 minutes to make. Um, hmm. Prep time, probably an additional 20, 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how, lo how, how long it takes for you to cut things. I'm a little bit slower, so it takes me about 20 minutes to cut up and cook all the bacon. Less than an hour to make this for my side dish. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Monica, what do you have? 
I have one of uh, my traditional Thanksgiving appetizers. It's called kamaboku dip. And a lot of people don't want to try it when they see it because of the way it looks, which is totally fine with me. Um, I'm completely happy to eat it all. So kamaboku is a fish cake. And so it comes in kind of like a, a five inch log or so. And in Hawaii, we love the one with the pink around the edges. And so you want to find this in the cold case of wherever your store's uh, Japanese or Asian foods are. You want to dice the whole log of it, add diced red onions, garlic, salt, and mayonnaise. And so just make it whatever consistency you like. Um, the nice thing about kamaboku is you can actually freeze it. So this is a good sort of like emergency potluck situation thing that you can do. Uh, you have to eat it with Ritz crackers. And I cannot emphasize this enough, only with Ritz crackers. I'm not joking. Uh, this dish is always cleaned out. And to those who are afraid to try it, you don't know what you're missing. That's totally fine. I, I made it last year for uh, my family Thanksgiving and my sister-in-law, Olivia, had never tried it. And it's funny because we were all eating it and she was just like, what's that? I'm just like, you don't want this. It's not very good. And she goes, I feel like you guys are lying. <laughs> <laughs> when she started eating, she's all, oh my God, this is really good. I'm all, yeah, I know. <laughs> You can say it. You tell your new family members they're not. It's not good, so you can eat more of it. Okay. <laughs> it to everybody, but as we know, Nelson, the word of the week for Monica is savage. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds oh. way better than a cheese log, like a holiday cheese log that you would get. You know, with the I don't know, with the different types of almonds around the cheese log. I I, I yeah. never understood that, and I just don't yeah. get it. This sounds like way better. So, yeah. All right, so I gave you a traditional dish, and then Monica gives us a non-traditional dish. Perfect. That's a pretty good one. All right, Monica. Wow, we are. I wanted this to be a short show, but um, apparently it's not. But that's okay. That's okay. This was a this was a fun episode. Sorry for the hundred listeners that we've lost through the through this after listening to this whole episode. But um, you know, we'll make up for for the other episodes in the future. <laughs> Monica. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, well it is thanksgiving so very thankful very thankful to uh continue doing this and monica very thankful to have you as my business partner hashtag not a couple <laughs> it's been it's been a fun ride and we're still on it so far the bull hasn't bucked us off yet so that's not really yet. good that's good not yet not yet. So. not yet yeah looking forward to thanksgiving and um really grateful as i said for you earlier nelson and yep. um i just hope that someday you will be more grateful for me than bubble tea <laughs> i just hope someday you'll let me into enchantment that's all i'm just saying <laughs> I told you you're out now because you can't eat there. <laughs> you, can't, you don't know how to behave yourself. <laughs> I can eat there. I'm just not going to eat a Din Tai Fung there at Safeco Field. I'm just it's not going to eat there. expensive. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Am I going to be the guy that's buying the bag of a bag of uh, peanuts outside of <laughs> Safeco Field so. enchantment? I think so. And I'm yeah. just bringing in the large giant. Yeah. Totally. Like Nelson. In your see-through why bag. Have, why do you have peanuts in your? Why did you bring peanuts into Enchant? <laughs> totally. Well, why wouldn't you do it into Safeco Field? Mm-hmm. So, all right, everyone. That's our show for today. Truly, truly, have a wonderful and fun and safe Thanksgiving. From Monica and I, have a wonderful holiday and happy eating Seattle. 
Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.